From Chagdagumpa Riggs and Lane, this is Listen, Contemplate, Meditate, a podcast featuring a range of teachings from the Buddhist tradition presented by Lamas of Chagdagumpa Foundation. Our website is chagdagumpa.org. What you do when you're here is to work on your mind. And that's what, uh, that's what you should remind yourself of something that came to mind. It's not, uh, you know, what do you call it? It's just sort of a pep talk, you know, not, not, nothing wrong or anything. I'm not gonna, like, but just a reminder, you know, maybe reminds myself too. Uh, but that's why, that's like a Rinpoche, and since the Rinpoche came, came and went, that's sort of the, the underlying, like that's at the top of the application form, you know, is you are here to work on your mind, and then you sign your name. That's, so that's the, that's the point of your being here. And then there's all these, what have, uh, what we, uh, what do you say, our jargon is that uh, we have all these opportunities, you know, and we say that uh, by out of habit we have opportunities. We say that sort of jokingly when when we're like, "Wow, what a great opportunity you just provided me by screaming at me or by doing that," you know. So we have all these opportunities. That's the thing: opportunities to work on our mind. And, um, of course, the, the intention and the Riggs and Ling is seeped in spirituality and the sacred. And by spirituality, I mean uh, the mind. Spirituality means the basis of our experience. So you check what is the basis of your experience. That's what you're working on. That's your mind. Is the basis of your experience. And so a spiritual path means the way that you work on your mind as the basis for your experience, as being the basis of your experience. So this being here is the spiritual path. Or it's, uh, yes. Uh, one of the uh, main characteristic, characteristics of our approach is Vajrayana. And, of course, the Vajrayana is just an aspect of the Mahayana. And a Mahayana, in turn, is based on, or is the, the, the foundation to support this Mahayana vision of universal enlightenment, is the Hinayana. So we're this three yanas. We practice the three approaches. Either uh, as beginners, we can only do one at a time. But the theme is to integrate all three yanas into your stream of being, into your uh, spiritual path. 
into your approach to working on your mind is to integrate those three. Just like, okay, never mind. I'm not going to go. So sometimes that means that we work on a henny on a level, which means you, you know, dealing with your kleshas and being, you know, kind of your own sort of self-disgust and your own, you know, uh, just disgust at your own habits and, you know, just it's about you, you know, but it's a, there's a spiritual dimension to it. Uh, you know, so you, and it basically it shows that you're cultivating mindfulness. You're starting to become aware of, of your, uh, of all your sewage that's backed up, you know, and you've been using, you know, your Fabergé, your, your spray, and then uh, mindfulness is like opening the windows and letting that all blow out, and then you're left with the dregs of that. So this is working on your own mind for your own sanity, basically, to become more decent, you know. So sometimes we do that, yeah. Then there's this uh, altruistic selflessness where we help one another, we do things that normally we would find sort of uh, too difficult and we wouldn't do, but we do it because it will benefit others. And uh, you know, we practice generosity, we come to puja, you know, which is a generous. Basically, we're conducting, we, we fall into the uh, conduct of a bodhisattva where we do things not for our own sake or not, not for our own uh, short-term reward, but we do it for, this, for the overall uh, benefit of, of all beings, which, by the way, at this point, we have no idea what that is. We're used to helping out like one to ten people, you know. If we could benefit 20 people, like, how would you do that? I, I can't conceive of how I could benefit 20 people, you know. So when we talk, oh, I'm here to benefit all sentient beings, we have to have some faith in what it is that we're doing. And so Riggs and Ling is a perfect environment. Anything you do here benefits all sentient beings. And so when you're doing things here on, to cultivate this Mahayana impulse, this Mahayana vision, then think that way. Of course I can't think of what would benefit others. Half the time I don't even care about my own, you know, I, I can't even take care of my own. You know, my own stuff, my own friends. But I'm here, I'm doing this, and by saying I'm doing this for the benefit of all beings, it matches what the potential of this place offers. Uh, because it's a sacred land, it's a spiritual land, spiritual place. So we can have faith in that. Cultivating faith is one of the factors on the path of awakening, faith. Thank mm-hmm. you.
And then, you know, in a community like this, where, you know, half the time we do things because we want to, and half the time we may do things because we don't want to. And so then we train our minds in working with adversity, train our minds in working with being harmed, feeling, feeling being harmed. And we train our minds in that, this bodhicitta, you know, this mind training and so forth. Then that all becomes a basis for Vajrayana, which is to, and I'll tell you, you know, once you receive an empowerment, which you all have, samaya. Samaya means maintaining pure view. Always identifying yourself as your chosen deity, your favorite deity, your, the deity that you feel more uh, comfortable relating to. Always uh, dropping things away and recollecting the purity of your form, the purity of the forms of others. Everyone that you see, like everybody in this room, let's get practical, has the same nature. And if you're a Vajrayana practitioner, then you kind of go to the purity of others. And how we can do that in a, in a pathway, from the path point of view, is to think of yourself and others as the same. Think of yourself as the deity and others as the deity. It's not you have really good self-visualization, you think of yourself all the time as a deity, but everyone else is a pain in the ass. <laughs> you know? That's a samaya issue with you, you know? That's samaya, you know? Samaya is seeing everything is pure, including the ground the, the, and the environment. In the space, space, if we're practicing deity yoga, maha yoga, you know, the generation stage practice, then we should think the deities are always in space, always around us, hovering. You know? Or our favorite deity, our chosen deity in front of us, observing us all the time with compassion and with all-knowing. So maintaining that throughout the day is the practice. That's how to be here. That's how it will work. When we come to puja, it's that Vajrayana quality or that Vajrayana path is we're kind of thrust onto the path. Okay, here, the books, the accoutrements, everything is like demanding something of us. You know, these are all reminders of Bell and Dorje is, you know, this inseparability of form and emptiness. So how we play that, how we carry that onto the path is 
meditating, doing a self-visualization, self-visualization and maintaining that throughout the entire uh, practice session. And here, you don't stop, ever. When you stop, you break samaya, basically. And breaking samaya means it's purifiable. Breaking samaya is like forgetting the most important thing that you could possibly remember. You know, the most important fact is all the, the, uh, the detailed things we know. We're trying to remember all the information, you know. And that, but the most important thing is the fact of our pure nature. And it's not something that, we're, that we practice when we go into a shrine room or when we start doing a practice. But that samaya is, is maintaining that, even if it's, and I have to say, there is such a term called aspiration deity, which is what beginners like us practice. We're practicing and visualizing. We're asp- aspiring to be Tara. We're aspiring to be Chenrezig. We're aspiring to be Vajrakilaya. There's some sense of wishing to become Vajrakilaya and visualize it as a, as a way of doing that, fulfilling that wish. So there is this wishful aspect, aspiration aspect in the visualizing. Then when this uh, generation and completion stage uh, merge, then there's the genuine deity. We become the genuine deity. So don't, it's not uh, like perfect or not. There's this, this way of practicing it, and that's what we have to work on all the time. Sometimes, like when you're doing mantras and doing in puja and your own personal meditation, you take more of a heavy-handed approach, you know, really trying to pound it out, you know, those moments of sustaining the mindfulness of your form as the deity and whatever it is, you know. Then between times, you like in, when you're walking around, you do it more light-handed, like you just suggest, it's like a mental suggestion. And then you forget, then you recollect, and then you forget, then you recollect, then you forget. And you keep recollecting. Mindfulness, you know, mindfulness is Hinayana, they talk about mindfulness, Mahayana is mindfulness, Vajrayana is mindfulness. It's all mindfulness. Mindfulness is, is the antidote to forgetfulness. And so we forget our moral, we forget our moral uh, behavior, you know, body, speech, and mind. We forget that. So we have to remind ourselves. And we forget sentient beings, loving sentient beings, being grateful to sentient beings, being affectionate to sentient beings. We forget that. So we have to be mindful. And Vajrayana, 
our samaya, body, speech, pure body, speech and mind, we forget. So we have to be mindful. We have to remember again and again. And that's our, uh, if you want to use the job work, maybe work and sort of, you know, Gary Snyder's, what he called, you know, Gary Snyder is, he he's a, anyway, he's, he's a, my generation poet, you know, he's, he called it the real work. You know, the real work you know, is this. This is the real work, is mindfulness. Pick a level, you know, and, and be mindful of it at all times. The effort to be mindful is less than what we have, than the effort we've put into forgetting. Forgetting means being distracted. And we, we put so much effort into distractions. That's ego's job. That's ego's work, is to look for distractions. Who you truly are, that's a mindfulness. And uh, our distractions, the ego's uh, playground of distractions, Ego's need to be entertained will never, ever be satisfied. Ever. It's just like having, you know, water that's not wet. An ego that's satisfied. It's an oxymoron. Doesn't happen. Just a, our nature or who, who we truly are, and mindfulness, recollecting that, is the easy path. It's complete satisfaction. Complete ease of mind. You find your mind finds ease. The ego pretends, thinks that it's going to be easy to do this or that or the other thing, and it fails 100% of the time without fail. So this is the real work here. You know? People don't like to, oh, we should call it like offering and uh, guru yoga. You call it what you want. But that's what, it, that's what it looks like. It's your mind being mindful of itself on whatever levels happens to be your your personality, your, uh, uh, what you notice at that time. With, a, with really the sense of really taking the high ground on the Vajrayana. That's our lineage, that's our practice. You know? uh, always mindful of your form as the deity. And then notice, through your understanding of the six perfections, uh, because six perfections is about kind of conduct. And a conduct, you know, uh, going through the day as the deity, investing in the six perfections, emphasizing the six perfections as the deity, uh, your generosity, your discipline, you know, like 
you say you're going to do something, you do it. You're going to show up at a time, you're going to show up at that time. You know, really be precise, be very precise. It's very nice. You have people come puja, I notice most people come quite on time. That's very, I notice that. That's just good discipline. We, we don't change our time. I mean, you know, not day to day. Unless I have something to do with it, but you know, so then that's good. It's, it's, you know, if you're somebody who's late every day, say, always eight minutes late, something. There's some. There's there's a way to be precise. Just back everything up, you know. So like that, training to think that way and training to like uh, the, to, to turn your mind towards perfecting the conduct of bodhisattva, your mind, then telling your body and your speech to do it. Telling your body and your speech to do it, that's a practice, that's challenging. Our mind, because of our self-delusion, we can tell ourselves all sorts of things, you know. But then to have our mind control our speech and our body, that's, that's what we need to do more. Uh, your mind doesn't take breaks. Your mind is always doing something, creating karma. It doesn't take breaks. We take breaks. You know, we get tired of doing something. You know, we have to take breaks to restore ourselves. But uh, our mind doesn't take breaks. It's still churning out karma. And if it's karma that's self-interested, it's suffering. Karma. It's, suffer, it's, it's causing you to suffer. Self-interest causes you to suffer. Tell yourself that. You know, it's like a Shanti Deva. This big message of the Bodhicharya Avitara, where the Bodhisattva is to identify selfishness, self-clinging, self-cherishing, self-identity. Identify that as an enemy. That's a practice. It's a mind changing. It's something you have to change your mind to. So I won't go into that here. But uh, you should, as folks who have you know studied some, you don't have to know a lot about Dharma practice to be mindful. You know? And traditionally, Chaktagompa, like a lot of centers, a lot of groups, they're not geared to exhaustive scriptural study. Just kind of the pith instructions. You know, something that relates to you, to your life, your mind, your way of being. You know, a couple of pieces of advice like that are more valuable than anything else. 
So you don't have to know a lot of stuff. Matter of fact, the more stuff you may know, you could be walking around here doing work and never think of them at all because your head's just full of stuff, ideas. You should latch on to a way of being here during the day that will always be your reference point. And come back to it again and again throughout the day. When you think, oh, I should practice dharma, or oh, if only I had time to practice dharma, you spend day after day after day like that, you know, like most of us, and, you know, it's like that. And so, but just interrupt yourself and do it. And to do it, you have to know what to do. So what's it going to be today? Okay, today it's going to be precious human birth. Everything is going to put me back to that. Everything I see, everything I hear, everything I do, every, all my thoughts, all my emotions, everything is going to direct me towards contemplating my precious human birth. Today I'm going to really focus on this taking and sending, you know, compassion, love and compassion. Today I'm going to really, really dig into illusory body, my illusory radiant body, you know. And then when you think, oh, I'm not practicing, like, God, what a, what a poor excuse for a Dharma practitioner I am. Boy, look at me all dressed up and, and I just can't, you know, I'm not doing anything. You know, you're talking, we talk to ourselves that way. Cut that conversation off. Walk out on that and just do it. And to be able to do that, you have to make up your mind what it is you're going to do. What is your Dharma practice? And it's not like, oh, I'm a Vajrayana practitioner, or oh, I'm, I'm, I, I love meditating, I love and compassion. That's not, that's not it. Like, what do you do during the day when you think about Dharma, or do you just think about Dharma as something you're not doing? <laughs> and you can't stop meditating on how you can't meditate. Does that make is that clear? Does that make sense? You know? And notice your worst quality. You know? And it comes in you know, sometimes we're just how you identify that is if you just sit and do nothing and then some something comes up and you get very comfortable with that. Something negative arises and you get very at ease with that and you really get a thrill out of sort of festering this and recycling and churning out this carousel of negative thinking and you're very at ease with that. That shows that in the past, your past lives say, you've done that a lot and you're very used to it now and in this life it comes up. And so you're very at ease with it. And so that's, that's the one that you need to uproot, uproot. So have dharma, have a, have a technique, have an antidote to that at hand so that you know what to do when that comes up. 
having things on hand is that's mindfulness. That's a form of mindfulness. It's not forgetting. And mindfulness keeps us from hovering, you know, like a plane that's, they say, okay, you'll have to go around in circles because it's too foggy to land. That's the way we meditate. We're just sort of hovering around it. And we're not really landing in it. That's a form of laziness. And that's mindfulness is the antidote to that. Uh, so like that. When you're driving here, you're, when you're driving, whoever's driving, when you're driving, when you're driving, look, keep your eyes on the one, keep your awareness on your rearview mirror. And if you see dust in your rearview mirror coming from your car or truck, you're not practicing patience enough. You're not being patient enough. That's why you see that dust. And then practice patience. So many things to do. I gotta get there to do it. And you just poke along. It's a very cool thing to just drop to being patient in the face of endless rushing to do things. The other thing is that I've been noticing over the last year uh, more and more people wearing uh, earbuds. And I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to take that away from you. I'm not allowing earbuds during I mean, do you wear, you don't, we don't wear them when we do puja. No one has had the audacity to come in here with earbuds during puja. What's the difference? Why advertise your Samaya tragedy? You should be practicing something Mindfulness. You're Dharma, you're listening to Dharma? No. You listen to Dharma some other time. During your offering time, your hours, that's practice time. That's your practice time. Make up your mind, either instantly or ahead of time, what you're going to do for the next, say, one hour, or say, for the next two hours, or say, for this time period of doing this project. How am I going to, how is my mind going to relate to cutting this tree, or making this 
book order or whatever it happens to be, screwing this thing in. What's my mind? How am I going to relate to that with my mind? Then do that. Be aware, be aware and alert and mindful of what you're doing and make up your mind that you know what you're going to be practicing. Just like you come in here and we've got all these reminders in book form, words on pages. So we know what we're going to, what we're expected to be mindful of or what we could be mindful of. That's a, so think that way about everything you do. How is this going to be my practice? And don't lose it. Notice, oh, wow, I'm totally spaced out. I'm just totally ordinary. I'm, I'm doing this just to get it done. You know? Or I'm doing this so that I'll be successful at doing something. I'll, I'm doing this so that I won't fail at doing something. I, you know, I'm doing this because I've, it'll help my reputation here. Uh, everyone will like me. That's why I'm doing this. Or I'm in the mood to make everybody hate me today, and so I'm going to do that. You know? That, so there. Two things I wanted to mention. So it's, this is a time to practice uh, and not be distracted from your, uh, from your minds, from how your mind is relating to what you're doing. Don't feel like you have to be distracted from how your mind is relating to what you're doing. Notice again and again how your mind is relating to what you are doing in the shrine room, in the kitchen, in the dining room, on the road, everywhere. Notice how your mind is relating to what you are doing. That is practice. That is working on your mind. That is why you need to be here. Every one of you probably to some measure feels completely indispensable here. Indispensable, like we need you. Don't think that way. Don't think that way. You need to be here. You need to be in an environment where what I've just been telling you is appreciated and honored. And, uh, and, and supported. You'll never find a place like that in ego's uh, domain. Uh, 
the mindless, dark world. Mindless is darkness. Mindful is luminous, lucid. And every minute we're at the crossroads, every moment, not minute, moment, we're at the crossroads. Light, dark, which, which way am I going? This is a point to come to. This is subtle, this is, your, you, you can find that point where every moment you're, all, you're, you're just making a choice. Check out your mind to see if you've found that point. Uh, so people come, and we, we, we came, and people come to a Buddhist center to learn how to practice Buddhism. So we have people walking around listening to something, even if it's Dharma, practicing Buddhism means mindfulness. Mindful walking. Even if it's the simple mindfulness of feeling the earth on every every time you take a step, you feel the, your foot rolling across the earth, one after another, 10 steps, 20 steps. How many steps can you be mindful of? You know? Increase your from four to 10 to 50 to 100 steps to complete from A to B points. I was mindful of every step from here to my cell, my house, my cell. <laughs> here to my house. You know, I was mindful of, it's funny, guys in prison, they call them houses, you know. But, you know, I was mindful of every step, think like that, you know. There's always and it will be so beneficial for your mind. It will create a mind of ease. Bliss. Your body will feel a blissful tone as your mindfulness increases. Mindless, mindless, you know, ego entertaining craving is deadening. It's deadening. That's Mara, you know, Mara has a deadening influence. Okay. This podcast is supported by the generosity and kindness of Chagdagumpa members and donors. If you're interested in becoming a member, making a donation, or if you want to learn more about Chagdagumpa, feel free to go to chagdagumpa.org.